Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. How things? You okay? Yeah, how's good. The ribs, how's the ribs? Are they? Yeah, fixed? still oh, oh, getting slowly getting there, but not not brilliant. It's just it's tedious. Physio and stretching and massage and yeah, getting old, mate. Getting old. <laughs> I haven't spoken to you for probably it a couple of weeks now, near enough, or a week and a half. I can't think. Yeah. And what have you been up to? Have you been? You, you were saying you've been cycling, or have you been here, there, and everywhere, or you most been at home for once? Um, mainly at home. I've been up yeah. to Scotland a couple of times. Um, then at Reading, we're doing a little test for a, this e-bike project that we're doing, Scarper. So that's we're the, the, kind of getting the public to try the product for the first time. And oh, they're cool. having fun of that. So that was quite good fun. Little demos out there. My wife wants to get an e-bike. Would you recommend it then? Because she's I, quite keen. She was talking about it the other I, day. Has she already got a bike? She's got a bike, yeah. Yeah. Well, this, is, this basically clips on to oh, a right. regular bike and turns it into an e-bike. You can clip it on and clip it off. So it's dead easy. Like you can ride to work take it off, charge the unit at your desk and then clip it back on and ride home. So it's it's not a conversion kit. Your bike is still your bike. All you've got to do is change the rear disc. If it's a disc brake bike, mm-hmm. it changes the disc and it's ready to go. And then you clip it on in two or three seconds, clip it off in two or three seconds. So it's dead easy. Oh, that's cool. You know, you, you the weight of it is only 3.8 kilos. So if you add that to your regular bike. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's probably about half the weight of a normal e-bike. Yeah. So you get a better performance. You get to choose as and when you want to use it. And yeah, I, I want to just, it's such a simple concept and the way that they've done it is brilliant. And they came to me about three years ago and mm-hmm. said, what do you think? And I was like, this is going to be, I think it's going to be a game changer. So oh wow, cool! I've been on board since then helping them out and making sure there's no issues from a cycling perspective, making sure it works from, from all angles. Um, and it's just launched, has it? It's literally just launched. Just, well, yeah. it, we, we showed it about a year ago and right. it's just getting to the point now where you can order one, but it's going to yeah. be another few months before you get it in your hand but um yeah cool. so it's been good fun and uh, doing a bit of that um what else i was gonna tell you about something but it's completely gone out my head now um, <laughs> oh yeah i tell you what i tell you what i met my first our first um fan sporting misadventures fan in the wild um I, I went outside went to say hello to my gardener and he had his airpods and he pulled one out and said oh I've just been listening to Henning Bain and you guys chat. And he, he said, he said, I'm a regular listener. I've been enjoying it. So big shout out to Steve the gardener. And hopefully he spreads the message to his other gardening pals. We're going to be well, exactly. mass- massive in the gardening Massive. We should, probably, we should probably have a regular little gardening uh, section. Yeah, Steve's tips for us. That's what yeah. we should do. So, yeah, good idea. That's so weird that he should be listening at that exact moment. I know. That was oh, that's cool. cool. So today... Yes. Who we got on today, so for the Tell first time. So normally we have a single act, but with Shep mates we had a double. This time we've got a triple act. So we've got Foil Arms and Hog is their is their title, but it's Sean Finnegan, Conor McKenna, and Sean Flanagan, and they're an Irish um, comedy trio. They started, I think. I mean, they'll tell the story better than us, obviously, but they started doing little sketches on YouTube and online, which went bigger and bigger and actually quite global. And so then they sort of hit the stage and their shows have been monster sellouts at sort of Edinburgh Fringe in New York, in London. So they've been really successful and they've got a tour coming up now, which I think is hogwash. But the other good thing is they've got a fair few kind of sporting tales with it, or they do some of their sketches are a bit sport related. So hopefully we'll have some sporting stories rather than immediately saying, actually, we all hate sport and there's nothing to talk about. So fingers crossed there's something of that. But um, I think they were, they were brought together by a shared love of Father Ted. Um, ah, well, we'll, we'll so, get on then. I'm sure. so, so, so says Wikipedia, but that, might, <laughs> that may not be accurate when we get met with black faces when we say so. Have you seen their video? Was it the Bad Habit Olympics? Yeah, that's exactly. I'm you know watching it. that. Yeah, were yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, it's good, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah, they're they're really they're really good, and it's well, we'll chat to them about it. But it's really interesting how comedy can become, or how you can start comedy purely online, you know, TikTok, Instagram, yeah. YouTube, and then become a massive hit. You know, I mean, they are they are actually selling selling out tours, 
filling stadiums or filling venues. It's it's quite incredible. I'd be interested um, to know how the transition goes from that because you put it out for the first time and I don't know mm. a few hundred people listen to it, whatever it is, or see it, and then suddenly they take off. But yeah, I guess they'll there, there, there's hope for us yet. You know, <laughs> it's filling. a slow. Tell us a slow burner. I mean, they're going Sporting back. To, Adventures Live. These guys, I think Wembley Stadium to 2008. These guys, yeah, Wembley Stadium. That'll be us, just <laughs> us and Tumbleweed. Um, <laughs> And sorry, I've got like there's tree surgeons on my road. I can hear them. Can you hear it in the background or no? Yeah, I can hear that. It sounds quite good. They're just on the tree just by my house, but oh well. <laughs> let me let these guys in now. Here they are. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hi guys. Hey Chris. Hey, Chris. How are you? Hey guys. Love to meet you. Love to meet you. Thanks for joining us on Sporting Misadventures. So it's uh, right. Could you guys introduce yourselves? Because there's I know there's two Sean's. There is two Sean's. One oh. Sean here. I'm a foil. Yeah. Connor is an arms. Another Sean is a hog. Yeah. Foil arms and hog would be, yeah, if that makes it easier because there's two Sean's really inconveniently. <laughs> foil arms and hog. Nice and easy. Right. How are you guys doing? You've been doing a bit of a, a PR day of interviews and podcasts and stuff so far. So are you nice, nicely warmed up or are you? Oh, yeah, well, this is very exciting. Yeah, yeah. I never get to talk about sports ever. It's usually... No, no one asks no comedians one asks. about sports. With good reason. So you've heard our podcast, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's great to have these parts of my lives intertwine. Yeah, yeah. so really, the pleasure to be here. No, oh, thanks for coming. It's great to see you guys. And uh, you're, so you've got a UK tour just about to start. Is that correct? Yeah, we're kicking yeah. it off in Brighton on the 28th, and then we're going to a bunch of places all around uh, around the UK. Not Fantastic. Yorkshire, famously, as the people in Yorkshire have <laughs> yeah. delightfully informed us several times. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. You can have a special one just for them. Yeah. Is this, is this, yeah. Is there trepidation when you go ahead of a tour? How are you guys with it? Or maybe you've got strength in numbers so you don't get the nerve so much. I don't know. That's oh my gosh. definitely true. Definitely that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's the best thing about being a sketch group. And yeah. it's actually the best thing for after a show. If if a show hasn't gone well, I don't know how you could be by yourself. That's yeah. a stand-up driving <laughs> 10 hours back from somewhere. Who would be? Who who would you blame? Yeah. You'd have to blame yourself. <laughs> Yeah, for <laughs> the audience, it's yeah. the audience. Who's that? Who is that bloody audience? <laughs> yeah. So, how did you start in comedy? Was it did it start with the videos on YouTube and with TikTok and Instagram, or did you start doing live stand up yeah. and then adapt we're, it to? We're we're old now in comedy yeah. terms, so we we the, all the new new comedians are starting on them on YouTube and TikTok. But we know we started with the live show. We were in, we met in university in a drama yeah. society, and uh, then in Ireland there was a massive recession. So none of us could get jobs. So yeah. it was perfect for comedy. So we just, yeah, that's, we just kept doing that. And uh, it became a job. The recession went away and we, we keep doing it. Kept it up, yeah. God bless the bankers. So do you think it might not have happened then? <laughs> if, it hadn't, if it hadn't been for that, you might not have done it. I guess you don't know. But. Yeah, the, yeah I, there's a strong chance. I think there's two things that have been absolutely fantastic for Ford Arms and Hog. The first being the recession, which mm -hmm. uh, kicked off our, our live comedy career. And then the second was the pandemic because we did really well online during the pandemic. <laughs> so it really spread uh, the word around. And uh, so, yeah, if there could just be like, this kind of disaster. Like, you know, those people like, who, you know, disaster capitalists or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Absolute worst of society. We're like yeah. the comedy version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bottle peeing scum. <laughs> people that sell toilet rolls during the pandemic and hand gels yeah. and all that. Yeah. The ones that profit out of it. Yeah. That's right. And then there's you guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. And is it has it evolved then, or did you from from when you did a stand up originally? Is it is it a similar theme and genre you've been in, or have you just completely changed over the fifteen years, whatever it is? Right, I guess in our live show, it kind of has evolved to be way looser. Yeah, you know, when we started it, we used to wear all black. Hmm. You know, like hmm, theatre, you know, drama, <laughs> and uh, then we went through a period where we wore kind of like whatever you like, you know, like just like bright coloured t-shirts, and then yeah. people were like, "Are you like you know sixteen or 17 We're like, "No, twenty-five." <laughs> then had to ditch that, and then we kind of went into all right, okay, okay, easy, easy, easy. Let's kind of just go back really old school, you know. We'll have a guy in a waistcoat and a guy in a bow tie, and another guy with you know suspenders, and you know. Be more vaudevillian or old school looking and that seems to work for us now yeah we went that so yeah that and then in terms of the show changing we just gotten yeah we just involved the audience a lot now yeah we realized like we, as we started touring more and more and more you're doing the same show so many times so over the years each show we've kind of gradually pushed the boat out and kind of involving the audience and that because it, it just takes it in maniacal directions that you so could cool. never think totally. about and it just keeps it really exciting and fun for us but i think also 
I hope the audience, I hope <laughs> we haven't forgotten the audience. Yeah, yeah. will you make each night a live experience for the people there? Because there's nothing worse if you're at a show and you get the feeling that they're doing the exact same show word for word. I mean, you kind of get the feeling that they might be, you know, you know, to another audience, I mean, but at our show, we really do try and make it like an experience for just the people who are, who have happened to bought tickets and are in that room when the doors close. We don't lock them in. That'll be madness. <laughs> yeah. What uh, <laughs> do you bring the characters or some of the sketches that you've done on online into the live show? Is it different, no, completely different stuff? Yeah, Is it- it's all different, you know, so that, you know, a lot of people come and they're like, oh, we, you know, we wanted you to do this sketch or yeah, or we haven't watched your YouTube channel for six months in preparation for the show. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, it's all, it's all different. It's, it's a different, um, it's like writing for TV versus writing for movies. It's just a different skill and different two skill sets, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. just completely writing for film and writing for stage. Wait, we should be doing more sports analogies. It's, a, it's like cycling on the track <laughs> and cycling in the Tour de France. It's just Can't not comparable. It's completely different. Different helmets. <laughs> different helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Long, back ones. You wouldn't wear big pointy ones. Wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Madness. I was going to say, I like that your sketches of well, for our purposes, there are a fair few sporting theme ones. We were chatting about it beforehand. We were wa- mm-hmm. uh, watching the if bad habits were an Olympic sport uh, was was the first one that came to mind. Oh us. yeah, we yeah, like yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, too well for us. No, actually. generally the sport like ones join the arse. Really? Oh, I thought that one was. I thought <laughs> yeah. that one was great. That was yeah. a great one. Uh, we did religious commentators as well. One time, <laughs> <laughs> the British press as well. That was reasonably good. I think. <laughs> did I know they? British press. We did one that went well was when we played countries as children. So we were basically uh, personifying the country as a child supporter. Oh yeah, of that. <laughs> pretty deep already uh, <laughs> I don't know why it worked wasn't uh, the English and the, and, the, and the French and the Russians fighting with each other and then yeah and the mother was basically the World Cup herself yeah something like that <laughs> yeah. I hope you I don't know if you saw our uh, smug cycling guy video Chris that was it uh, that did well <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who that was based on <laughs> yeah yeah it was like, I mean, you must. It was have just a, a computer. It was just a computer. You must have an opinion of, like, you know, the, the the people you see wearing the official, you know, pro gear with all the sponsors on. They're not paying you. And they've, they're doing their twenty minutes well, of work. That's who we were getting at. Do you know what? It's it's one of these things. I think in the UK, it's we've talked about this before in the podcast, man, yeah. haven't we? But how because it, cycling really took off around about the same time you guys did, I guess, late 2000, you know, mm. 2008, 2009, after the Beijing Olympics. Then there was the Tour de France wins in 2012, 2013. Just Team and Sky. It, it, time, it, Team Sky and the British Olympic team. So I think everybody was like, oh, wait a minute, we can ride bikes. Bikes are fun. I remember bikes when I was a kid. What do I need? Well, you've got to buy a blooming expensive carbon bike. You've got to buy all the gear. It's got to be full Lycra. You can't just go out and ride your bike. You know, God forbid you go out and ride yeah. a bike and just have fun. You've got to have all the gear. So you have people who just go out and go to the shop and go, what do I need? Well, I've got to buy a helmet. You've got to buy the shorts. You've got to buy this. You've got to buy that. And yeah. then you do have that scenario of kind of all the gear, no idea. But it's, you know, you look in other countries in Europe where, where cycling is just part a part of life. And they use bikes to get around. They go to the shops. They go to school. They ride to work. And they don't all wear like or they don't all wear the gear and it's not that I'm having a go at anyone that does because it's your own choice but it's but it is quite a yeah. like it's not unique to the UK but certainly it's very common here where people do just get everything get all the gear and go out and ride on this on the roads and uh, look like they're taking it pretty seriously but yeah, fair play to them you know our foil our foil here is uh, we should out him as a um, he's the resident yeah he's a yeah ah. like, that's how you say it's like, 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, I, I would yeah. qualify you as being very I'm sorry I can't hear you quite into cycling yeah 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 so that was me having to go with the, the lads who were passing me in their full lycra gear as I'm cycling to work <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. so do you commute is that your that's what you use your bike that, for that's mostly it yeah yeah and then foil is very good for commuting long distances to work and avoid ah. carbon footprint yeah he's very good at that Good mm. man. So the rest of you can use a private jet and then you can balance out. Yeah, 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 yeah. You balance it out then. This is yeah, it. Touring, yeah. I think it's like 50k yeah. in a bike is like one trip around the world in a And jet. of course, we all do three individual private jets as well. Because it's three. Yeah. 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 cramped each other's style. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to get sick of each other. So yeah, yeah. headspace. Spend a bit of time headspace before the gig. <laughs> well, I was going to say, what other sports are you guys into then? So cycling and um, anything else? Rugby fan. Ed, does airsoft count as a sport? I mean, a rhetorical question, obviously. <laughs> I mean, yeah, have, the, have the lads even heard of Airsoft? Do we Airsoft? Know? What is that? 
So Airsoft is, uh, well, it was drenched with sweat running around doing it yesterday. So it's got to count for something. Uh, Airsoft is the air rifle game where you, or they're, they're electric or air rifles and you go around shooting each other. It's good, the sort of like more sophisticated version of paintball. Yeah, so oh, hard plastic pellets. Yeah, little pellets. You're shooting pellets at each other and there's, there's teams and then there's different various games. Domination, it's by choice as well. Life, you do it just by choice. <laughs> you do it by choice as well. Yes, yeah. We do. No one's making you do it. <laughs> no one's making you do it. No. That's not true. That's not true. I was made to do it yeah, for you your birthday. For birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah basically, oh, that's cool. So Airsoft. Air yeah, Airsoft. Yeah, it's very um, not well known. And uh, it's great fun. I, I get a, it's got great exercise out of it. I was like caked in sweat because you're running around and carrying gear as well, carrying big hard metal, you know, imitation rifles uh, that do shoot. And then um, they have grenade equivalents. They have we a... have grenades as well. Yeah, oh, they're wow. like they're basically like they're like flashbangs. That you you prime them up and uh, they're disposable. The little shell of them that that bursts open, and you can put flour inside them as well if you want to. Um, and then that bursts. Uh, I don't know if you're, if you're yeast intolerant. It's not a game for you, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's very, very, very fun. And also, you when you come home, you can you can sleep at night and you don't get flashbacks and it's all the positive things of war. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of the drawbacks. <laughs> yeah, it's like I shot you know three teenagers in the back today and I slept like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> is is it pellets? Did you say? And do they do they hurt? Because sometimes paintballing you can. It can be a bit yeah. uncomfortable, I think. When I've yeah, they it. do. They've got a mark there. I don't know if you can see it on our camera here. He comes into the office with giant bruises. Yeah, like like proper like mm. black and blue, and they're they're circular with a white in the middle, and then just like a huge big green. Yeah, wow. like if if you if you ever okay. like <laughs> oh, <laughs> the no. microphone is placed. <laughs> it's not <laughs> that kind of podcast. Like, this is our first nudity on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's ones that come in like that are kind of like concentric circles. Like, you know, NASA, when they put up like a photograph on their Instagram, like of some sort of galaxy or they're, they're just mental looking. I don't know. didn't know the scale wow. of the color, so it wouldn't be for me now, but fair play. Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. notice all the adrenaline. Mm. You're suffering for your art. By the way, that noise in the background, Matt's got um, a tree surgeon, so we well, apologise for yeah, the... We've got, uh, got, got a long road. as well. That's got a long sport. road. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. not, it's a far away enough, but it's still quite loud for some reason. Oh, but, um, yeah, so occasionally I'm trying to mute it to stop it, but, but there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's tricky. We've can can I ask if all of you are rugby fans? Because are you glued to the Rugby World Cup at the moment then? If you're you're the crazy big rugby fan. fan. I think we're all rugby fans. We all we'll watch rugby. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. I, yeah I, I would watch, like... He's obsessed, though. Yeah, I watch yeah. them all, like, you know, Japan, Chile, whatever. Well, I watch, I watch everything. I was going mental last night at Wales, Fiji, probably oh, that's that, the games I ever saw. That was a cracking yeah. game, wasn't it? It's was absolutely brilliant, game. yeah. You're just it really was... hoping with it, especially with the Rugby World Cup, you know, you want, you just want an upset, I guess. You want there to be a justification as to why you've invited, you know, whatever, four teams who on paper shouldn't get a, shouldn't get a win. You know, maybe there's more than four that, you know, will go home without a win. And you just, you want at least two of them to get something from it and to take a scalp, you know. Well, that would have been huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, they definitely, they were the better team. But you're listening. Yeah, but it's brilliant. I absolutely love it. And I'm obviously very nervous as an Irish fan that we'll go out in the quarterfinal. But yeah. uh, there'll be no shame in that this time because there's, there's uh, you know, the way the draw is. Yeah. yeah the Scottish tough team. Scottish, yeah. sir. Yeah, I think, I'd, yeah, obviously, South Africa and Ireland are the favourites of the group, but it's the Scots are are playing down the chances, but I reckon it could be quite a... Getting quite out a of that group. One. Getting out of that group, you know. I it's mean, gonna be an, is that the last game of the group for us, Ireland Scotland? So that's going to be really nervous. Absolutely. Everything to play for at the final yeah. spot if South Africa do what they're... So you, like you're saying other. South Africa were the group that are doing this kind of uh, controversial tactic. Is there, that the guys you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, they yeah. They just, I just, I mean... Where they're filling their front row with, uh, with no, reserves. Their bench. They're filling their bench with, mm. the bench, uh, with, with forwards. With forwards. Mostly forwards, yeah. Right, okay. But they, I mean, I don't think they did it la the other night. No, and then they're, six flooding, two, yeah. they're flooding the pitch with forwards. They're, well, at one point, they replaced it seven forwards. <laughs> okay, so it's all forwards. And then one or wow. two. Yeah, so I mean... Right. So basically, and they're like, oh, we're going to get the edge there, but we pound them at the front. Yeah. It's and hard to argue. And, and we take the risk at the back. Yeah, okay. which I think, you know, Given the depth they have in in that uh, in that area, you can't really fault them for for trying it. But it does annoy most rugby fans because it seems a little bit like, yeah. Well, I say I say the fault there is within the game. So well, one hundred percent. As uh, Tim Ferriss, oh, yeah. the uh, author of the Four Hour Workweek, <laughs> <laughs> a personal friend of mine, <laughs> he really needs the sales. Um, he uh, 
he once he entered the uh, I think it's the Chinese um, the Chinese uh, what was it uh, um, was it judo judo yeah he became judo champion of China one billion people right because um, not many um, Caucasian Western dudes had entered the competition ever. And they hadn't catered for somebody who was a lot taller and bigger like that. Uh, so this was one thing that he, he went in. He also he also played the um, the dehydration uh, on the weigh in. So he oh, yeah. he um, he played played within the rules, but he um, he pushed them to their nth degree and got by that way. So he was allowed three days to rehydrate himself after the weigh in. So a lot of boxers they you know dehydrate themselves right down yeah. to you know almost death level well he did this but he was given three days to rehydrate so he could really go for it he could really yeah. like almost starve himself of water and then uh so then he was like three times the size of anyone else in the competition and then the third rule which he exploited was that if you you don't need to do the the judo stuff you just need to push them out of the circle <laughs> so he was just sumo lifting them out of the circle and then that was that. And they became Judo champion of China. With no victory. What a jerk. Yeah, it was brilliant. So did they change the rules after that? Was there yeah, some kind of uh, consequence of that? Yeah, they changed the rules then. He said, well, mm. it was the, the fault of the game's rules, not me. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Which, which is fair enough. I think yeah. you, know, that's, yeah. that's, you see that in lots of sports that uh, an individual or a team will, like, particularly in motorsport, they'll find an advantage and then they'll, they'll close that loophole and then, you know, then you've got to think about a way of getting around it in the future. But it's yeah, it's a shame when it kills us. If it kills the sport, if it makes it a, less of a spectacle for rugby, you want it to be free flowing. Yeah, you want it to be you know exciting for the fans. But um, yeah, we'll see if it works for South Africa. Yeah, I don't think they did it in the last game. No, I think they, they went six two. They went six two. So yeah. yeah, but I think they might have just been pushing people's buttons before the World Cup. Just mm. you know, fair enough. It's something to talk about. I guess. Oh yeah, get the get the other yeah, totally afraid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fair. Do you guys think Ireland can win the the tournament? I mean, there's certainly a team that had been in the conversation in the long lead up to it. Um, I think that they could. I think so yeah. I just, I would just be worried that even if they made the final, which would be obviously with the half the draw they're in, incredibly difficult, they'd be so beaten up and exhausted. You'd probably have to play South Africa twice. You'd have to play France or New Zealand. It's just like, yeah. oh, you'd be in bits by the time you yeah. got to the final. What would be left it's, you? Yeah, it's. I think South Africa would be my favourites probably, but. Um, yeah, I think they could. I yeah, think they could win it. There's, yeah, there's, <laughs> in certain in certain positions, we've got lots of depth, and then other positions, you know, you can't replace Sexton no matter how hard you try. And he is playing though. He is, yeah. But if he were not, like, there's no way oh. we'd win a World Cup without okay. him. I don't think oh, so. Okay, yeah. What about you? He plays. He's fast. He's yeah. Rugby. Thanks, man. Yeah. He plays. I, you play tag. You I am tag some, very well. I am somewhere on the list. You know, like, I mean, like all of us yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get five, five. If there's enough deaths, yeah. you know, I'm not, this isn't a threat. I'm just saying, yeah, eventually they have to, they'll, they'll reach, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, in terms of when you were growing up watching sport in Ireland, what was, what is your standout Irish sporting moment oh, of, of any sport? The thing Ray Houghton against uh, yeah. Italy in 94 World Cup. We were lucky. I think the same, the yeah. same one. Um, Packy Bonner saving the goal. I think it's the same match. Yeah, we used it? to call it save a goal. Isn't that funny? That was the the yeah. oh the Paki Bonner was um against Romania, was it nineteen ninety when he saved mm. the penalty? Yeah. 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 We had some we just got lucky, I think, when we were growing up when we were kids. Um the Irish football team had some really good players and uh, we got into a few tournaments. Things that aren't happening at the moment. Yeah. But um they were very fun back then. Yeah. And we never did very well, but it was so exciting. I was in the <laughs> toilets for the Ray Houghton goal. Oh. So, but it's still my favourite moment because I remember just bursting out. You know, <laughs> well, nine, whatever, nine years of age, eight or nine years of age, and, and running in. It's, it's just the celebration, just being a part of that. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I think my uncle jumped up and uh, broke the light as well above <laughs> it, the lamp. But nobody, nobody cared. Like, uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant yeah, time. I, I remember. Katie, Katie Taylor's been good fun, though, as well. Oh, recently. yeah. She's been yeah, great to watch. Standing. I Only, remember as a, as a kid when Scotland would get knocked out or if they didn't even make the World Cup, it gave us it gave us a team to cheer on and it was it kind of yeah, it gave us an extra oh. two for the price of one. Oh yeah. But we weren't supporting England, of course. You know, I mean of course we'd be supporting England, Matt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, well I lived in Ireland at that time. So I lived in, in Shankill, just south of Dublin. So oh, no way. um from about the age of ten till eighteen. Um yeah. I, what I remember about that is the um 
there was a World Cup song that was fantastic, but I think also dread, dreadful. Do you remember? I can't remember who sang it, but it was like, I remember Johnny Al John Aldridge showed the Maltese that he hadn't lost his touch. I remember that bit from the song. They picked out <laughs> each of the kids. Was that, was that year or was that the Euros? I can't remember. Ooh, I just remember. Well, there was the Put Him Under Pressure song. Oh, it was that one. Well, that was a classic. Yeah, right. And then... Jared Doom. Uh, give it a lash, Jack. That was the other God, one. Never, Jack Charlton, never has an Englishman been made more Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Charlton. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well. Somehow, I'm sorry, I think Zig and Zag may have been involved. Uh, oh, wow. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I may have just morphed into two separate stories well, entirely. 10 till sure. 18, that's a really formative time in your life that you spent in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah it seems, it seems Although, a while to, be ago. Fa to be fair, every time we have a guest on the show, Matt seems to bring out, oh, Canada. Yeah, I lived in Canada. Uh, <laughs> from, uh, <laughs> Ireland, you see. Yes. Uh, many happy oh, years living yeah, there. Actually immortal. Yeah, we just uh, scratch Actually, we, we just, it's just, just near where Katie, since you mentioned Katie Taylor, it's just near there because she's from yes. Bray, Bray, isn't she? So yeah. it's only one stop down on the dart, I think. But she's, right. she's an absolute superstar, about the most humble yeah. superstar uh, I think I've met sport-wise, isn't she? Just so talented as well. Yeah. Just so fast. Yeah. In terms of like like, you know, Common sports like that, we go like the most humble and the least humble. Conor McGregor to Katie Taylor, we cover <laughs> yeah. the entire. Does anyone remember when um, uh, Michael Collins beat Chris Eubank? Yeah, that was a big moment for me and my brother. Oh we, yeah, we yeah. were we were listening to it. We can only listen to it on the radio yeah. and the wireless. <laughs> this yeah. Long time ago, <laughs> um, that was uh, yeah. I remember we were punching the air and <laughs> um, yeah, listening on the radio. Oh, mental! That was brilliant. Yeah. There's also named Michael Collins, the boxer as well, which is obviously our, our independence. Yeah. Money. So, you know, there was good PR there. Who's Karuth then? Who was Karuth? Michael Karuth. Michael Karuth. Oh, am I getting it wrong? Was it not Michael I don't no, know. Michael, Michael, Michael Karuth, Karuth was the Olympic boxer, wasn't he? He, he won a, a different, yeah, one. different one. Different guy again. The, the, the Olympics, Mike, yeah. I remember. Mick Collins didn't last very long. Well, I don't know, but boxers' careers are always under blaze of glory or, right. or not many matches. Isn't that right? I don't know. Is, I, is, I, is Katie not, Taylor you universally job. loved in Ireland? There seems yes. to be an amazing yeah, reception really wherever she gets right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you couldn't say anything bad about Katie. Yeah, she yeah. kept her feet on the ground the whole time, even though, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, she absolutely, yeah, yeah. Superstar. Mm. And what about Conor McGregor? Do they, does he, is he, is he, is he mm. do, I think it's a bit of a room splitter. It depends where you're from. <laughs> it's it's you know? turned, it's turned, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Overall, it's turned. It was great. His, his first few fights were brilliant. I really enjoyed them. Um, because it was more about um fighting for Ireland rather than, and now it's very much all about himself. He's still punching a man, or punching an old man in the face, yeah, face yeah. And drink his whiskey. I thought, yeah. might have turned. It yeah. says a lot about sports, isn't it? When you're on top and you're winning, you know, you can look past a lot of stuff. Oh, definitely. But when you stop winning, <laughs> people start to go, "Oh, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, he did stop winning a little bit too. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm terrified now. We're not too far from. Him. Yeah, you're <laughs> <laughs> be careful. Yeah, I drank in his pub there a little while. Oh, did you? Yeah. He's taken exception to people for less than that. So be careful. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was drinking his. I was drinking the booze. I drink. I could go drink it right now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So what kind of sports were you guys into at school? Were you, was it always football? Was it, you know, what, what kind of things did you play and, and what, what were you into? Uh, when I was in, when I was very young, like I came up to 12, it was um, Irish games, like Gaelic football and hurling. That was just what was like done in our school. So that was, that's all I played and then, then played that in the club as well. But I, well, I was never that, that into it or any sport. It's just football on the they road. Say, they say you could have gone pro. <laughs> in the amateur sport. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, that was that was it for me. And then when I went, when I got like 13, I was just like, no, no interest in going out in the cold and training and got yeah. very, uh, the other went, the other side started doing acting and then it's like, well, those things aren't, <laughs> not a sporty and acting. I don't know. Didn't go together. Yeah. I definitely chose when I was playing rugby in school, I definitely, there was a moment where, you know, it was decided like, would you, would you go to training however many times a week or 
you know, and not do the school musical? Or would you go to training once a week, play on the worst team, but with your mates and do the musical with your mates? That was the obvious choice, really. There was also girls in the musical as well. Oh, boy. <laughs> Interesting fact, though, is that you were in the, he was in the, in the same class as Johnny Sexton. Yeah. So if you want to see how you can really make it if you apply yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. We said, yeah. Wow. Was yeah, he a superstar at school then already? I guess. Oh, yeah. I don't know his backstory, yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. could run faster than him. Yeah, but he was never known for his, his speed, to be fair to him. Right, but He's not but here still, to defend himself. But still, though, you, don't, don't know where he is. you could run faster than Johnny Saxon back in school. Sounds good, doesn't it? It's good sound bite. It does sound good. Yeah. It, so you played against him, did you, at school? No, in... God, no. He was no. much okay. better than me. Okay. No. He was running away from him. I played, I played at the same time as him, but in a far inferior pitch. Usually the one that had the dips in it and filled with water. <laughs> yeah, where they, they ushered the cows off it so we could play. That was the team I was on. Good time, though. Matt, yeah. who, who was the player that David O'Doherty played against oh, in that final? Dennis uh, Hickey. Dennis Hickey. Yeah, so we had, we had David O'Doherty on, didn't we? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Guy. I don't want to put your achievements down, guys, but he, <laughs> he played in the All-Ireland under, was under yeah. 15s yeah, well, it was. final and they won the cup um, and he was, yeah, I mean, you know, no no pressure there, but you got that to live up to. Yeah. Um, we've yeah, we've, um, we've played uh, football with him at there's a, there's a comedy festival in Ireland where they put all the comedians out to, to play a horrible game of football. But um, <laughs> yeah, you can see that he is handy. Like he can, yeah, he can play. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he could always play. I think it, it was a shame he got too injured or something one year that he yeah he couldn't play. He's a great player. Yeah, we had, um as in your podcast as you know sporting misadventures. We disguised ourselves at that. Um, oh wow! At that, uh, show. At that, at that. <laughs> so what it is? It's yep. big. It's an international comedy festival. So they get like um, an Irish team against the rest of the world team, and they try and fill it with as many comics as they can, and then stick in a few other people to kind of fill in. Yeah. So um, they decided on the. Um, yeah, the, the the back three triangle of uh, Hog in goals. Um, uh, famously. A f- famously excellent. <laughs> oh, so good. Wide-reaching goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> arms in central defense, all, literally all arms and legs, and Foyle on the left wing, not known for his, his speed. And anyway, Foyle got done on the outside. Uh, the ball was crossed in a... Um, player who is, I'd say, a foot smaller than me, beat me in the air and headed past Hog into the goal. So it was actually a foil arms and Hog. Big <laughs> responsible uh, for that first goal, goal for the rest of the world. It's our, it's our set piece. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, you would have yeah. thought if you, you put arms and goal, you know, long yes. arms. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. we could have shot think... the deck. Yeah, <laughs> at least. Yeah. And then, you know, you had the speed, I guess if you had the speed to be fast and sexton you could have yeah. on the wing as well you know wing. i reckon you're just putting the wrong positions it could have been it could have been so much yeah. better guys to be fair it was funny which i guess is our primary job yeah i was on the <laughs> wing and they didn't have enough international comedians so they this girl had come in i don't know where we didn't know where she'd come from and she was placed as the the winger that i was marking and i was kind of like okay all right i'm not i'm not good at football but like you know maybe i can she absolutely tore strips off. She embarrassed me so many times, <laughs> knocking the ball when we run around. After the match, I was like, oh my God, that was humiliating, 90, humiliating. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, she plays for Ireland. It's like, what? What do you mean she plays for Ireland? <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> we got her back. Thing up, oh right? dear. Oh yes, we, we did. Yeah. On, yeah. Yeah. With Hog, we got her back. Yeah. I did a little roulette on her. And then, as the goalie. <laughs> she yeah. was, it was just me and her. And then, uh, so I, you know, a really risky move. You know, the roulette. And it's, it's, a, it's a roulette and it's also called a different name. It's not the flip-flap. It's the, the Cruyff or something the, turn. No, no, the flip-flap is the Ronaldinho one. Um, uh, do you boys know the roulette? Am I saying it right? Okay. It's no, a, a, sure. You, you turn, you touch the ball with uh, your left and right as you're turning. And it's then, not the Cruyff turn or something, uh, is it? Ah, yeah, could yeah. Be, could be that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I pulled this one off beautifully. <laughs> Got a big cheer. Right. <laughs> yeah, the 20 minutes of celebration seemed over the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Got people's uh, backs up. Have you guys so been invited one? back since or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spectators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or to play for the rest of the world team. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bizarre that they put it on a full-size pitch. You oh. don't realise how big a full-size soccer so pitch is. Amazing. And you're like, God, none of us are fit. The comedians, come on. like. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of, was that that was your sporting misadventure. Was that also your sporting high? Was that the, the kind of biggest stage you, you competed on? Our, or would you 
our collective sporting misadventure. I, I have one that I, I shared with the lads a long time ago, but I think it bears repeating, mm. um, which is when I was 16, I was a, a, a decent uh, hurdler. So I was fourth in Leinster at the time, which is it was a decent amount of um, uh, hurdlers, I guess. I never counted them, but um, <laughs> this sounds like a sort of very bad stand-up. But um, yeah, so I was a decent hurdler and in my back garden, there was a picnic table. And I used to frequently jump over the picnic table mm-hmm. and uh, it was kind of like my set piece. I like, could practice on that and it was, you know, reasonably long, reasonably high. And um, one day my mother went away for the weekend and I was 16. I thought I'd have a party in my gaff. So I invited everyone to school, all the, the, the girls from the, from the local school too. And um, my mates and we had an absolutely brilliant time. But towards the beginning of the party, we were all having beers, I guess, and um, in the back garden, we were 16, you know, don't, you know, it doesn't matter. And um, I didn't realize that there had been like, I guess, a pool of beer around the picnic table um, that had developed, which, you know, couldn't be seen by the naked eye. And so someone said, McKenna, why don't you do your jump the picnic table trick? And um, I just had a new girlfriend. She was a day old. Oh, she wasn't <laughs> a day old. <laughs> the relationship was a day old. You're right. that's, that's more illegal than the 16-year-old. <laughs> uh, the relationship was a day old. God, get himself in hot water here. And uh, anyway, I decided I'd do it. And there started a bit of a clap, an Olympic clap, shall we say. And I ran at the picnic table. And what would have been a routine jump uh, became a disaster as my first foot, the planting foot, slipped on the pool of beer and one foot did indeed make it over the picnic table, but the other foot went under the picnic table. Ooh. And it was essentially uh, scissors into the picnic table in front of oh, everyone. No. And I knew it was embarrassing because no one laughed. You know, that <laughs> next level below humiliation, you know, pity or whatever it is, it was, it was right there. So, yeah. And was it one of those ones where you, you don't feel the pain at the time and you know this is going to hurt tomorrow morning? You've had a few beers. You're, you're oh. gonna, Adrenaline, or did you feel the pain immediately? And then I felt the, the physical pain immediately, and the mental pain is ongoing. <laughs> <laughs> and did the relationship make it onto day two, or was that was that the end of that? I think it was that? six six weeks, and I think maybe yeah. that was a oh, yeah, full lick. Shall we say time? That was the full lick. That was the final hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And what about you, chaps? Have you got separate sporting misadventures of your own, or or um? Oh goodness. I'd- I mean, the only the thing that haunts me because well, the one person who still remembers it is on the the Gaelic football team that I was on when I was a kid. Uh, we went to, to to play another team, whatever the competition we were in. Anyway, they turned up and they didn't have enough players, so it was like the coach was looking around the team and he was looking at me. He's like, "You're going to go play for the other team." And I was like, "Oh no," because he knew I wasn't good enough for his team. So he's like, he stuck me on the the opponent's team, oh, helped yeah. fill out their numbers. It was humiliating. I was like, and I was actually really quite angry about it so I was like alright I'm going to play the best I've ever played oh, yeah. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to play the best <laughs> I've ever played and they started me off in defence and um, a little bit into the game I, I'd won a few balls it was going alright I was like I was like, yeah this guy's going to take notice of me anyway my team my actual team not the team I was now playing on they, they kicked the ball in towards the goal I went up to like beat the the, the, the forward out of the way and what I ended up doing was not catching the ball as I was meant to do kind of punching it <laughs> and I punched it backwards over my head lobbed the goalkeeper and scored an own goal oh. Oh. oh no trying to play the best I'd ever played <laughs> and of course I came off like at half time um, and back to my original team and they're all like oh man saw so what you did there nice work <laughs> and I was like yeah nice work <laughs> So yeah, All that was part the of the strategy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty humiliating. <laughs> but it's out there now, I guess. Got away with it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got away with it. Yeah, but obviously the team that I was playing for, at, you know, that I got subbed into, they thought it was intentional as well, so they hated me. <laughs> I wouldn't pass me the ball. Yeah. So I mean, but yeah. you got your name on the score sheet, so you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Technically, that's that's a success. I would say. I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Thank you. And what about other Sean? Do you have uh, any uh, calamitous sporting moments other than your your trio together on the football field? Um, no, um, I, I've I've played so many different sports for such a short amount of time that I never <laughs> gathered any momentum. Can I ask you about one that I've remembered? And mm-hmm. um, what about your the the walk? Do you remember there was the the sports day? 
the, the, the walking and your oh, yeah. technique that you oh, developed yeah. to win the yeah there was they were doing like um yeah walking like the speed walk race walking um only yeah because you can't your feet can't leave the ground mm. and uh people they were racing and then people were walking i was like well we'll just get lower and make make take bigger strides. <laughs> I was like, I'm nailing this. <laughs> Taking huge long strides. Huge long strides. Novelty character. <laughs> yeah, no, like a cartoon character. Yeah. I was like, to this day, I don't know why the actual race walkers don't take longer strides. Well, like, I mean, every so quicker. often, people revolutionize a sport. They come in with a total crazy tactic. No, yeah. You know, like the Finsbury flop. This would be the Flanag Flanagan stride, the Fan Flanagan flop. I don't know. Yeah. And just look like an idiot for a while until we win. Yeah, until, yeah, until sure. Enough yeah. gold medals, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now my neck is sore from all these gold medals. Who's laughing now, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably everybody watching. <laughs> As if that sport needed any more bad press. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's funny, though, because it's, yeah, it's one of these sports you think, how do you get into it? Do you get into it because you're injured from running and you can only do that? Do you get into yeah. it because someone says, oh, there's a spare slot of this competition. Do you want to have a go at it? And you turn out and win and it's not too bad. Or, you know, you wonder yeah, what the main... Start? I guess yeah. it starts It starts on the side of a swimming pool and the lifeguard says, oh, you know, running. <laughs> 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 you do that weird kind of... Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. exactly it. We it? have a sketch in our current show, weirdly, which is a short sketch, but it, it's taking the piss out of Olympic walking. Yeah. It's in, it's in the show. That I love that, like, uh, well, I love that line, walking to school all those years ago. Little did they know that I'd go pro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where does it start? What's, yeah. it, what's it like in an Olympic village for the walkers? Because yeah. you know, there's obviously like, there's like super, there must be superstars in the Olympic village, you know, walking around that everyone's looking up to and then. Yeah, but are they really walking around though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like these guys. The Olympic yeah, walkers yeah, yeah. just, yeah, walking past bulls thinking they're the yeah. business or something. Yeah. yeah. I chose Olympic walking so I give it a whirl. I've never looked back and I've never kissed a girl. Olympic walking. <laughs> yeah. That's a, a sketch. We've, we, we say we always have 72 verses for it, but it's a sketch in our current, uh, current tour show. So it's uh, fun to do because it's definitely based on a, a mutual uh, disrespect. Yeah. Disrespect. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. lack of understanding. Yeah. 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 Ignorance, <laughs> ignorance, perhaps. And there was a, I saw a clip on Instagram and I think it was 1400 meters a runner was doing 1400 meters while a walker did a thousand meters and they started together. So basically the, the, the runner mm. did an extra lap of the track and they crossed the line within, I think it was like, you know, just a couple of meters. It was a proper race. Oh, okay. And right. the walker was, you know, ahead doing the walk, walk, walk and this runner was coming flying up behind him. Yeah. And it was actually really exciting, but it was, it was. it's just, yeah, I think it's, it's because you can, well, if you want to move faster, you just run, wouldn't you? You know what, in what situation? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. The urge go, to run yeah, must be I'm, just... I'm getting chased by a dog or, a, you know, a wild animal. You know, it's like, yeah. go as fast as I can. Well, you could just run. Yeah, what about like walk football? <laughs> they have walking football. Yeah. What? They do No. Yeah. Well, it's for people in like, well, I would say oh. like people in their like later years, I guess, who are people, maybe just people who aren't running. And they're not allowed raise their they're not allowed to have two feet off the ground no they're just not allowed to run just not allowed to have to walk there's a, there's a lad who does it one of my neighbours and it's just like it's a bunch of it's basically a bunch of lads who've been watching football matches all their lives they've got the big belly and they just stand there and they've got the tactics down the passes are brilliant <laughs> they're cutting you with the passes but yeah, no yeah. one is moving putting an effort in yeah. okay yeah it's passes great. need to be on point I see what you mean yeah, yeah. Accuracy is key. You also have to leave early, don't you? If you want to do like a triangular movement or something, you're like, oh, I'm going to find the space in here. If you haven't, if you haven't left, mm. it's too late. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's you more can't like make it up. Or... You can't make it up. Yeah. You make, can't make the time up. What happens if you do run in walking football? Do you get I sent off? Free kick the other way. Right. I don't know. Let you know. Yeah. Walk swimming. They come down them like a ton of bricks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's hard to invent a new sport or think about inventing a new sport because almost everything has been done. Even yes. even when you think, ah, oh, that would be a crazy thing, you go, oh no, you Google it and it turns out someone's already thought of it. Yeah, and done it. yeah, 20 years on, it's going to be in the Olympics like as yeah. it gets popular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> elephant polo, curling. Yeah. There was a guy, well, so I was chatting to a guy from the, what was it, the, the um, cycle ball team at the World Championships in Glasgow. So two or three years last month. Cycle ball. Yeah, oh, cycle, cycle ball. So basically they had the first time all the different disciplines are cycling together yeah. under one in one place for the world championships and um cycle ball is a central european sport germany austria are the main nations and they, they have two players in a team and it's like on a basketball court or a handball court with two goals at either end and you're not allowed to touch the ball with anything other than the bike or your head Amazing. And you, they, but they flick it with the front wheel like it's unbelievable the, yeah. the yeah. leverage they get and they, they kind of pass the ball and then shoot 
and it's it's quite a fast, you know, interesting or relatively interesting sport if you're into that. Yeah. But the point is, if you put your foot down, you get a free. The other team gets a free hit or a free flick or whatever it's called. But yeah, you can't you can't kick it and you can't touch it with the rest of your body, just your head and the bike. Are any of the lads who, who do the other kind of disciplines within it, do they play that as well? Like, is there like cyclocross going in to play a bit of that? Or is there any... It's, as far as I'm aware, it's really specific. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I turned up to do a little piece of, a little video about cycle ball for the BBC. And we had a little re- so entry into the back of this stadium or into the, the exhibition hall. And there's these guys sitting out having a smoke um, on, on the curb outside the, the entry. And I was, I was like... Uh, Excuse me, mate. Is, you know, is this where the cycle ball is? And he had, I think he had Germany <laughs> on his kit. I was thinking, gee, what is it? You know, basically assumed that he was a, a coach or a mechanic or somebody, a helper. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It turns out he's one of the two stars of the world of cycle ball. Just having a quick cigarette before he gets in and uh, wins the World Cup, you know. So, yeah. Did you give it a Different shot? Sports. I didn't give it. I was, I was hoping to have a shot, but because it was already... The, the whole thing was on and started. Oh, right, okay, you chance, but but it, it's incredibly skillful and it's it's just very niche. Like incredible, and I think, or I used to think what I did was quite a niche sport. But then you see sports like cycle ball, and it's it's pretty, um, yeah, pretty pretty small. But they're trying to grow the sport. And the guy, so the guy I spoke to was the coach of the British team, and apparently the the Germans came across the two top German players came across and slept on his sofa and stayed in the UK and coached the two British riders to try and get them up to a level where they could then be part of the world championships because they were so desperate to get more more countries involved um so yeah you couldn't imagine any other sport where the, the two biggest stars in the whole world that sport would come across and <laughs> sleep on your floor to to help you know help develop another nation that's nice yeah. that's really nice that's really cool yeah that feels like a sports documentary in that or something that'd Definitely. be quite yeah. a quirky watch yeah. yeah i could imagine will ferrell I think that's I think that there's a real close relationship between comedy and sport though. when you think about how seriously you take or you have to take it at the top level elite sport or any level of sport when there's moments you get really serious about it and then if you're able to step back or even if you've done that moment you look back on it and you kind of go yeah I took that pretty seriously that was kind of you know we're riding bikes around in anti-clockwise circles in Lycra <laughs> yeah. with pointy hats and you know and it's, yeah. there, there's an element of you know Emperor's New Clothes about it when you step back and look at it it can look pretty ridiculous oh, but we do you. take it we all we, you know because you have to take it so you've got to care about it you've got to have the passion yeah. for it but there's definitely I think that's why a lot of these sports comedy films like Will Ferrell's ones that he's done yeah. in particular have been so good because there is that that moment of realization of hang on a minute, yeah, this is this is kind of ridiculous what we're doing. Yeah, we're get fanatical about it, taking it way stupid. too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we had one in when we were in Edinburgh doing the Edinburgh Fringe years ago. It was one of our first ones. We had this sketch where um, vegetable rock. We play. <laughs> we make we take a load of vegetables and we turn them into musical instruments and there's like a backing track that's all perfectly timed so it looks like we're playing the drums but we're playing two leaks and then we set a tape a load of vegetables together and it's a saxophone it's completely ridiculous right but because it's 26 night run um, the vegetables would start going off and this was very early years we had no money and there was like butternut squashes and courgettes and it was getting expensive Paper to expensive buy all to these vegetables yeah. so we were like we got to make these last longer to last these tw- as many nights of the 26th one as we can <laughs> um, so what we started to do was we were sitting in a rented flat in Edinburgh um, <laughs> just above the Christmas shop there and we were varnishing vegetables yeah. like with a really serious look just varnishing you know the way Edinburgh is all like the streets that go up and down and cross over so there was a weirdly a road that was kind of almost level so people be looking into this window see a bunch of lads sitting around painting vegetables with a varnish to keep them there was definitely longer. a metaphor in that like because you know the, the vegetables were shiny and clean on the outside like I guess like like us uh, you know, doing our shows at the Edinburgh Fringe for the first time, but also slowly dying on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't think it through that, like, they would get smaller. They would start to shrink. Yeah. Of course, then that would, the, the lacquer, the, the varnish would then crack and, and become smaller. And then it would just leak poor pus. I lost one of the props and someone was like, uh, you know, excuse me, um, 
Someone has found a cabbage with some um, celery sticks, sellotape to it. <laughs> I was like, they're my bagpipes. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pick them up later on. <laughs> Yeah. We should have got sponsored by Greengrocers. I'm sure they'd lend you some. Oh, absolutely. Giving you yeah, some yeah. vegetables. Yeah, we should have yeah. bought just artificial ones, man. That's what we should have done at the start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but who's selling artificial, like, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, you get the classics are there, you know, your, your artificial tomatoes. And yeah, you get, you'll get an artificial banana. No you're, you're not going to get an artificial, uh, you know, butternut squash. No, 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 I, no, I, I challenge you. Chinese, <laughs> <laughs> you, won't, yeah. you won't find it. <laughs> yeah, Chinese white carrots. No, they don't, yeah, don't do it. Yeah. Well, the price of avocados these days, you're better off, you know, you could probably buy a, a chiseled wooden one that someone has done specially. Yeah, 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 buy yeah, a real yeah, avocado, yeah. you know. Totally. We had um, Alex Horn on recently, and he was saying oh. how the thing about comedians with sport, how he finds they're all incredibly competitive comedians, and that's a sort of parallel with sport. Do, do you find fellow comedians competitive? Or, oh, well, I guess maybe in that footballing sense, but but otherwise, do you? Um, I think, yeah, I think, well, you never know. one likes yeah. to be shown up, which is kind of a team in sport as well. And you can be very easily shown up in comedy on a lineup just by the virtue of where you're put in the lineup. It's nothing to do with maybe your own personal skill level or, but you yeah. know, we, every comedian will have a story of going, I went on, we went on after um, Joe Lice at one time in, um, and where were we? Up the comedy up, club up, called up the up Creek. Creek. And Greenwich. we'd yeah. been to Up the Creek, a lot, you know, a good few times and we'd always done really well there. And then Joe Lysett went on and he just destroyed the room. And then they were like, and foil arms and hog. And people are like, no, we've nothing left to give. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, so yeah, there's that comp- competitive so level where Jesus up there doing one-liners. You're just, yeah. It's like coming of Christ, but with jokes. We just look at it. We were following that. Rude. Yeah, so there's a competitive element on So you'll go on and you'll be like, right, come on, we're going we're gonna to do better than that. You know? But sometimes you can't, you're trying too hard then it's just not going to work. Yeah, that's probably the problem. Comedians it? also have this really weird thing. I don't want, I wonder, does this cross over to sport, right? Where, and I think this is every comedian that I've spoken to has this as well. Comedians love to watch an other comedian die on their arse. Oh, bomb, yeah. Have a terrible show. And like, I've been, we've all been in the backs of rooms and, and you're still friends with this guy. This person will come off stage and they'll know because they've done it to someone else as well. And it's all, you're all still friends. But if someone's dying on stage, there's just it's a so bunch cool. of comedians at the back of the room loving every second. Just loving it. There's something so funny about watching someone not be funny. He's trying to be, and like it's they people have done it to us and we've done it to other people and it's just I don't know what that is. My but favorite there's one. a sickness there. Do you, remember, <laughs> you might remember this lads? We were gigging up in Belfast, which is, you know, like Belfast is one of those, or certainly was one of those gigs we used to do up in the Empire. Brilliant room. Jackie Hamilton runs a really oh, nice bloke. But I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, I know, right. But oh. it, 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 the crowd could go, could turn on you, you know. But if you if you were good and they liked you and you, you know, whatever, it was it was the best gig ever, but it could go either way. And there was a fella on, and uh, anyway, he wasn't doing very well. And Poor guy. that's that's absolutely, that's absolutely fine. That's not what went wrong for him. Um it's that he called out the crowd. So they were kind of chatting. You know, they, he wasn't doing very well, so they kind of decided to make their own fun. And um Anyway, he was like, you know, if you're, you know, if you keep, uh, you know, chatting like that, why don't you come up here if you think yourself when you come up here and do some jokes? Anyway, the the guy there was a table happened to be a table of, um, um, it was a fireman. Yeah, he's a fireman. Yeah, firefighters, and this dude was a very big fireman. And he, anyway, so he's like he backs down again. Anyway, and the gig goes on five more minutes. The crowd are to simmer up again, chatting away, and he calls out the firefighters again. He's like, "Right, you mate, you think you're so funny, you know? Why don't you come up? Because this is what's worked for them before to quiet them down. But this time, your man's obviously had time to think about it. And he's like, you know what? I will come up. And so this guy stands up, six foot six, right? He stands up. He jumps onto the Empire stage, which is an enormously high stage. About five foot high, he just yeah. vaults up onto it. He gets up, he picks up the comedian who's holding a pint, he gives him a fireman's lift, <laughs> spins, the, him the, spins him around, the entire pint the comedian's holding goes all the way down his back, oh, and no. uh, he dumps him off stage, he walks back up to the microphone and goes, why did that chicken cross the road? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, the place just erupts. <laughs> he sits back down like, and like, I just still remember that. It's like, the worst joke you've ever heard, but also the best joke yeah. ever. Because and he, the guy only had himself to blame. If you call somebody up, you know, they, they'll come up. But he had to walk back to the microphone yeah. and finish his set. Oh, oh, his time. I never saw oh, him again. Never God. saw him again. Rough. Is it, it. Hard, is it harder being a trio? Because I guess if you're on your own doing stand-up and you, you tell a few jokes that you had planned and the audience aren't responding, you might think, right, I'm going to go a different route with these guys that are going to be more into this or... 
these sort of theme of jokes. But when you've got all three of you and you've got your plan, are you able to improvise, not improvise, but change your your sets or, or what you're going to do? Or are you committed, this is what we're doing, and the audience have just got to bloody well like it and laugh? Or no, we change. Or it's yeah. a, a little bit of both. We change. Yeah. We're very style. We, we overcome. We adapt. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are the board. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it's definitely easier with three, though. It's I, mean, has to be, I mean, the thing is, like, if, if you're a stand-up and you're, you're having an off day or, or, it's just, or you're in a bad place on that stage for a second, there's nowhere else. It's all on you. There's no. You got to get yourself out of the funk. You got to get. But whereas, like, Boyle if one of us takes his pants down, and you know, like, gives everyone a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a yeah. We it's like we can pick up the slack for each other. It's yeah, so yeah, helpful. Yeah. Like, just uh, the other guys just can just turn it up if you're having a bad one. But like as well, like if someone, one of us says something that's maybe off script or whatever that doesn't turn out to be very funny, like you know, they we're all very comfortable with each other. Like, there's full permission. Make something funny out of that. If yeah. that means slagging the person, slagging me, taking the piss out of me, you know, keep referencing. That's it. fine. Keep referencing. Yeah, keep going back to it. Like, wasn't that really <laughs> funny when you said the thing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just keep cleaning. People like we all know it wasn't. People love that. They love to see like if you're not taking yourself too seriously at your own comedy, you know, like comedy is supposed to be silly and funny, and and uh, if you don't take it too seriously, you'd be fine. When when you have comedians that are dying on their ass, and you guys are saying how how sort of funny that is to watch, then when they come off stage, do you try to keep a straight face and console them? Is that the yeah? Well, thing I think you right? see, it depends. Judge it. You, you see, see, see yeah. the, right, the darkness okay. in their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, we were very nice to him. The guy is like, oh, don't worry about it, man. Like you know, and it is true. Like you know, every like okay, not everyone's being yeah. there in that particular story, but like you know, like you'll know from the reaction going off. They're yeah. like, oh, fuck's sake, you know, they'll come out and they. That yeah. want to talk about it, yeah. Um, we didn't know that guy in Belfast, so that was a bit different. But it's yeah. when it's normally it's one of your friends, so yeah. it's just really you know you know how to how to judge. You're that better off kind of not saying anything because they can read you anyway. So if you go, oh, yeah, nice one out there, they look at you. And it's like you can't really <laughs> lie. There's only so much you can get there. But going brilliant. If you say brilliant gear, you, a, a gig, you know, you've you've oversold the you've oversold the compliment. You pitched it too high. Now they know you're lying. If you, you know, you've got to hit it right, you know, oh, good gig, good gig, man. I didn't think about it. I thought it was pretty good. And then. Or just lead with the staple. God, that audience are terrible. Yeah. Awful, <laughs> awful crowd. Yeah. And then you go out and absolutely kill it yourself. Yeah. 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 Or go, oh, first on is really rough here. Yeah. Second on, third, fourth on, fifth on. Tough to finish out the show. The was worse about that guy was that he traveled all the way over. Oh, stop. Stop. Don't ruin oh. us. Don't ruin us. It's a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't, don't tell him. You don't yeah, want no, to know the human the element. Of it is. The X factor <laughs> it is. <laughs> and his dog had just died. <laughs> <laughs> I had one sporting ask. I, I know Wikipedia is always truthful, but, but it, there's a story about you playing at Hammersmith Apollo, but Chelsea wanted that. Is that is that true? That story, or is yeah, that that's yeah, true. Yeah. true? Yeah, they wanted yeah, so, it with their Player of the Year awards. I think I think it was. Yeah, and we had booked that night and and sold. Out. It was already on sale. We'd I think it was sold out pretty much. And I think yeah. we I think we had we sold it out. Down. To be fair, but we didn't. We knew that there were people who were really looking forward to it. And yeah. Uh, so we turned down in the end was it 120 grand? Yeah, yeah. Well they was kept on Bromwich's money at the time. Yeah. We yeah. turned down 120 grand of Russian money. Yeah. Fair play. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kept us. Like we it was our first ever Apollo. It was so huge for us, so exciting. Fans had bought their tickets already. We don't look like canceling gigs at all. And uh, so they our agent came to us and told us and it was I can't remember the figures but it was like 30 grand. And we're like, "No." And then they just it just we just kept saying no, and they just kept coming back with bigger, bigger amounts of money to get us to not do comedy. They were paying us 120 grand sterling to take a night off. Well, it would have been as well. And like, I said no. The, the show would have been... Idiots, It would have been rescheduled. Just would have been rescheduled that new tickets would have been valid. But it was an arsy thing to do because yeah. you'd be like... Not that anyone would find out. They probably wouldn't have, but like, you know, we'd know. And then you'd have people going, oh, same shame your your gig was rescheduled. You know, I booked the hotel and the, I got the babysitter. Yeah, and... but I saw Drogba pick up an award for... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, they would find out. They'd be like, yeah. <laughs> could you not have done a like a joint show where you presented it and told a few, you know, you could have best of both worlds. You could have yeah. presented Drogba with an award and told a few jokes. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Got Drogba into a sketch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, got uh, John Terry and Wayne Bridge. I think that was going on. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so at what point? At what at what point 
that's quite a lot of money. At what point do you then start going, guys? Do, like, I don't know. Is there, I do think it was for any, genuinely because it was so. Ah, everyone has a price. I th- well, they oh, they definitely stopped before. I think price. they I think they stopped coming back after 120. Yeah, but that's ludicrous yeah. as well. Like yeah, you know, what I mean? if you're going to take the money, you would have taken a long time before. Yeah, that. yeah, that's yeah. F off money. It is F off money. Yeah. One thing you should know about us is that you're yeah, stubborn. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, you'd already dropped an F bomb earlier on. Oh, have I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now he's doing F for F sake. Yeah, no, yeah, ludicrous. No one has ever asked us about that. That's uh, there. You go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good that's question. Because yeah. we want to talk about that. I think we mentioned it. You know, it's funny. Like, well, we mentioned it on the night just for the crack, and uh, it, like, nobody laughed. And I think they just didn't believe us. Yeah. Cause well, cause why would you? Why would you? It's mental. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. It is stupid. We turned down 120 grand for, to take a night off. Yeah. You could have probably paid for all those holiday inns and, uh, you know, babysitters and all the, the expenses people have paid and the train fares. You could have paid that. <laughs> yeah. We left money. to make 420 to the end of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, fantastic, guys. I um, Yeah, we shall leave you to get on with your... Which You said the opening date was the 28th, 29th? I can't remember. 28th in 28th. Yeah. yeah. And, then, uh, and then onwards around, um, around the UK. Well, best of luck with it. Apologies. Thank you thank you so yeah. much for coming on. It's been great to chat. And, yeah, uh, thanks, oh, likewise. Yeah. It's been thanks, lovely to meet you guys. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. Thank you for all the sporting tales. You had plenty. Yeah, great. No one will ever ask us about sports ever again. So this <laughs> was a great opportunity. <laughs> Take care, guys. Good luck. Okay. See you, guys. Cheers. All the best. Bye. 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 Bye